What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Jacob Cooker, but my friends call me Cub, and you should too. I hope everybody's having a beautiful day today. Was Enoch the first astronaut? We're going to discuss that today. Very intriguing story today. We're going to get into uh, some of what is in the book of Enoch. We're also going to talk about other ancient astronauts and what ancient astronaut theory is. And I want to make sure that we um, are very clear on that. Ancient astronaut theory is the theory that, here we go, uh, ancient astronauts or ancient aliens refers to the pseudoscientific hypothesis which holds that intelligent extraterrestrial beings visited Earth and made contact with humans in antiquity and prehistoric times. So, I want to lay that out there. This is definitely considered pseudoscience. So, I'm not here to tell you this literally happened. However, I think it's a possibility. I literally, uh, from my research, from looking at petroglyphs, hieroglyphs, looking at uh, ancient tablets different reliefs, um, different papyruses, um, and literally just things built all around the planet from the pyramids to uh, Pumapunku to uh, Gobekli Tepe. You can look up a bunch of these. I'll do a whole episode on uh, like these kind of ancient uh, astronaut landmarks around the world. Um, but for me, I think it's totally possible, especially with all of our ancient documents, including the book of Genesis. To me, it's just very clear that there's multiple Elohim that are making in their image, literally the genetic modification. I don't think it's too, I mean, I think it's very egotistical to think that we just like came out of the mud and we evolved and here we are and we're smart and we've built societies and that there's nothing else in the universe. Uh, no other civilizations, potentially millions of years older than ours, highly advanced, highly technologically advanced, highly evolved. Um, I don't know. I just, I think that, I think that that's really egotistical to think that that's not a possibility and that we are somehow the highest beings in the universe. That's just the goofiest thing I've ever heard personally. So now a lot of people may think that what I'm going to propose today is very goofy as well. Total love and respect to everyone, but I do want to really go hard on it today and share with you just my personal opinion about it. So, uh, Martin says, I made several astronaut images today too. Awesome, man. Awesome. Hello from Coyote, California. What is up? Elid, thank you for being here. Uh, Elde Torres, excuse me. Um, hope I said your name right. Um, let's see. Kevin, thanks for being here. Jack, thanks for being here. Uh, Urban Flower caught the live. Cubs always a vibe. Thank you so much. Bless you guys. Peace and love. So today we're going to get into, um, you know, what does this actually look like? I didn't light my candle. I got to light the candle, guys. I got to get the vibe going. Somebody just said Cubs a vibe. We got to have the vibe going. This candle is a, uh, it's got some Palo Santo and uh, a little bit of pineapple um, oil in it. It's really, really nice. If I don't catch my hair on fire, there we go. Uh, dropping a pin and everything. So energy's weird today, guys. I'm just gonna go with it. 
Um, new moon today. I don't even really want to talk about the new moon vibes today because I just want to kind of leave them where they're at. Um, but I will say it's been a weird energy today, kind of like a stagnant energy um, and just a little bit of an irritating energy. Um, so I'm sure there'll be a lot more to talk about tomorrow, but um, for today, we're just going to vibe on the uh, ancient astronaut theory stuff. So um, let's see. Frame rate looks good on Insta today. Sweet. Awesome. Good to hear. So, um, a common position is that deities from most, if not all religions are extraterrestrial in origin and that advanced technologies brought to earth by ancient astronauts were interpreted as evidence of divine status by early humans. Guys, it's in every text that we have. Um, I don't have to prove anything. You just have to go read. Like, literally go read the Sumerian tablets. Go read the Bible. Go read um, Egyptian mythology, Norse mythology. Go read uh, the Babylonian mythologies. Like, go, uh, go actually take the time, if you want it, if you want truth, to go actually look for it. Go actually understand that when it talks about Enoch being taken to heaven, he's not being taken to a spiritual realm like psychedelically or out of his body experience. He's literally being transfigured into uh, a body that will allow him to travel the cosmos, that will allow him to leave the planet. Um, and so that's the story I want to talk about today. And so I wrote kind of a an exposition on what this might have looked like. So I just want to share that with you guys today. Enoch, a man of unwavering faith, finds himself atop a majestic mountain peak. The atmosphere is charged with anticipation as the sun sets, painting the sky with vibrant hues. Suddenly, a radiant light breaks through the heavens, casting an otherworldly glow upon his surroundings. As the divine light intensifies, Enoch falls to his knees, overcome with reverence from the presence of God. The voice of the Almighty Deity resonates, commanding, revealing Enoch's faithfulness and his crucial role in the God's greater plan. Now, I put God's in there because we have to understand that monotheism is fairly new. Um... We knew about it, you know, it, it's been going on for thousands of years, but um, we've done a lot to clean up within our modern religions and have monotheistic religions while still looking at texts that are clearly polytheistic around certain physical deities, and we try to reconcile that together. Um, and as I've always said, the message of Jesus is not cohabitable with the message of the old ways, like the old um, worship of deities, the old, um, you had, you know, the God of the Old Testament who said he was the only God. Um, and Jesus was speaking about a spirit God, like one that couldn't be seen, touched, felt, um, other than through the spirit, through within, the kingdom of that God being within you. Uh, he was literally teaching Eastern mysticism, ancient secrets from a time forgotten at that point and a time very forgotten now. Um, again, we try to reconcile the absolute bloodbath that some of these gods did and try to say that they are the most high God. And 
that they're the ones that Jesus and all these other, you know, ascended masters are talking about. And that's just not true. One is metaphysical, one is physical. Now, the physical gods have a lot of technology. They can use metaphysics. They can use physics. It looks like magic tricks. It looks like, you know, if you're an archaic people, you're going to worship in fear and trembling. But the God that Jesus spoke of is one that's within you. It's a divine mother and a divine father. Um, it is in truth and spirit. It is something that you actually yoke yourself to. You wield that frequency and you begin to co-create as the literal child or as the sons of God to anyone who believes on it, right? Like, that's literally the message. We put it into religion and it's a different message. We have it uh, within truth and spirit and it's a very basic message of service to others, seeing God in everything, loving yourself, loving your neighbor, and loving the actual metaphysical spirit of God as truth within all and being a lifelong devotee of that. So, Annie, what is up, my friend? How are you doing? Um, let's see. I have no idea what language that is, but uh, welcome. Uh, Laura says, hey, all. Uh, happy to be able to stay for the whole show. Awesome, Laura. Welcome, my friend. Jerry, thanks for being here. We've got a bunch of people joining this morning. So thank you, guys. Um, and do me a favor. Drop some stars. Drop some gifts on TikTok. Pump this up to the algorithm. They are, like, literally not pushing content right now. So you guys help push it. Share it with people. Uh, share it to your pages. Say something about it. Don't just share it to share it. Tell your friends why you like what I'm doing, why you like the channel. Uh, don't be afraid, guys. I mean, you know, there's a lot worse things to be hated for, right, than sharing a video that's uh, got some interesting uh, data in it for people. So anyway, uh, don't, don't be shy. Share it if you feel compelled. Say something legit about it. Uh, you know, encouraging your friends and family why they might enjoy listening to me. So thank you guys for that. I really appreciate it. In a moment of profound transformation, Enoch rises from his prostrate position and begins to ascend into the heavens propelled by an unseen force. The earthly realm recedes, diminishing to a mere speck as he soars higher and higher. With the ground beneath him a distant memory Enoch gazes upon breathtaking expanses of the cosmos. Stars twinkle like beacons of hope while galaxies stretch into the infinite, displaying the grandeur of creation. Time itself seems to dissolve, replaced by a profound sense of eternity. Now, I want you to put yourself in the position of Enoch here. By the way, Enoch's story is... Uh, there are. Thank you for the cowboy hat. God bless you guys. I really appreciate the gifts. Um, Enoch's story is not unique, and I and I really want to say that um, there are multiple mythologies and cultures that have their prophets, their patriarchs, their uh, tribal founders, whatever you want to call them, were chosen by the gods and taken up and shown the secrets of heaven. So, is this one character? Is it an esoteric representation? I'm going to talk about how it could be both. I'm going to talk about how it could literally be multiple. So um, my channel is not about telling you this is this or that is that. I literally want to shaken and awaken. Shake and awaken. That's what I'm doing here. Get a bigger narrative. Get a bigger mind about it. You don't have to have the answers, by the way. You can know the mysteries without having the answers. And that's a much bigger thing to think about here. So 
when it gets into all of this stuff, if you're looking for a definite timeline and the exact thing that happened, here's the deal. I don't think you can even find it because I literally think that history, time, space, your experience of life, my experience of life, the collective experience, timelines are all infinite. I literally believe in multiversal theory. I believe everything is literally a resonance happening from one place. You, as you're experiencing you right now, can choose what resonance you're in. And you can either choose to vibrate back into the God source and come into agreement with that where all timelines merge and the highest good happens or you can stay in the dissonance on the edges in pain and suffering and uh world you know news and crazy stuff going on or you can stay like in this beautiful frequency where uh you're literally actually harmonizing everything around you and and that is a wild wild thing but as you begin to study um and look into um some of the different physics, like especially the double slit experiment. Uh, go look at what the Nobel Prize was won for recently. Um, it's really, um, really weird how um, our reality might potentially be constructed. And uh, somebody posted today, you know, does a tree that falls in the forest make a noise? One camp of people say, yeah, it does, because it it's going to follow basic laws of physics, but the, the metaphysics of it or the more theoretical physics of it says that no, if there's no observation, if there's no conscious intelligence there to observe it, then it's not going to make a noise. Like it's literally not even going to happen because the, that part of the forest doesn't even exist. Now you may come upon it later and the tree has fallen, but it's because you created that in that moment. Like you're, I was listening to Dolores Cannon earlier. Uh, one of our sisters shared some videos, and so I've been on a Dolores Cannon kick lately. She was talking about your house doesn't exist till you walk into it. Like, it doesn't just sit there. Like, it literally, your concept of time and space, if you left your house and didn't come back for 20 years, it would be covered in dust and cobwebs because you had agreed to that. But if you came back to it and you realized that it was new and brand new, might it actually look exactly the way you left it? Like... There are so many weird things that happen to people in time and space and we think that it's a cause and effect of the universe to us rather than a cause and effect of us to the universe. Uh, Misty B says, yes. Thank you, Misty. I appreciate that. Alexandra, welcome, my friend. Uh, Orgawa, thanks for joining. Salado, uh, thanks for being here. Laura says, only if there is someone there to hear it. Exactly. Laura knows what I'm talking about here. <clears throat> so that's a really, really trippy thing to think about, y'all. Like, um, again, like how much you affect your reality. Like, um, in our community, we've got our Cub Cooker Supernatural tribe, our patron tribe um, of our, our close members that support what I'm doing here. And we've been talking over the past couple of months on how do we affect our reality, like things we experience. How did I make that happen type thing? good, bad, and ugly. Like how do we, how is our consciousness actually causing our reality to happen? There's so much like evidence. The more you practice it, the more you see it, the more people think you're absolutely insane. Um, I don't think it's ever going to be like, you know, approved by like the masses and the mainstream. It really is for those few that are like daring and willing enough to say, I'm going to try this. 
And that's what I want to talk about today. Like, try it. Try to see how your thoughts manifest things. Start thinking about one thing. Like, start with something simple. Start with manifesting X, $100, or um, a bottle of lemonade, or just something. Like, think about manifesting something. Try it. Test it. It's so weird, guys. It's so weird. And I, I try it and test it all the time. Um, you know, think about a friend enough and open yourself up to them reaching out to you. No, you know, no blocks around it. Just like open, open yourself up to it and watch. Boom. It's weird. It's weird. Because you've observed it. You've agreed to it. You thought about it. You had emotion towards it. You took action on it, even by maybe writing their name on a piece of paper or something like that. It's so weird. Martin says, starts as a thought, then a feeling, then an experience. Exactly, exactly. So, as Enoch navigates through the celestial realm, celestial beings and angelic presences accompany him on his transcendent voyage. Each step closer to the divine realm brings him deeper into the mysteries of the realm of Elohim, watchers, extraterrestrial gods, and yes, even the kingdom of heaven. But did Enoch actually become the first astronaut to leave the planet, or was this God who took him up and hid him in the heavens? Who was this God who took him up and hid him in the heavens? So, again, disclaimer, this is my own research, purely my opinion and my interpretation that I've crafted from my studies based on the original texts and mythologies. Um, at the end of this video, I'm going to reveal to you what I think this actually could be on a whole nother level, okay? We're gonna talk, I'm gonna actually read from Book of Enoch. I wanna talk about what chapter 10, 11, 12 says in Book of Enoch, and then I'm gonna share again what I think Enoch being the seventh from Adam means. The seventh from Adam. By the way, Enoch was not the only seventh prophet, sage, patriarch, whatever, um, to actually, you know, go up and be taken up into the heavens and shown the mysteries. Um, the Anunnaki mythology we've been reading, there was a seventh from the origin um, that's literally the Enoch archetype. Um... Yeah, and I'm going to share something at the end that I think I think is mind-blowing, but I'm going to save it for the end. So, Okay, reading Enoch chapter 12. Before these things, Enoch was hidden, and none of the children of men knew where he was hidden, and where he abode, and, and what had become of him. And his activities had to do with the watchers, and his days were with the holy ones. Okay, now remember, watchers and holy ones... Um, you've got Elohim, angels, gods, whatever you want to call them. And, and there's a lot of different ones, a lot of different, you know, species, a lot of different uh, lines, a lot of different tribes of them. Even the word Anunnaki means those from heaven to earth came. Um, in the book of Enoch, it says the sons of heaven. Now, remember, especially when you get into some of this Hebrew stuff, it's highly patriarchal. So they don't even talk about feminine um, extraterrestrials or feminine Elohim coming down. But in the Anunnaki mythology, in the Babylonian Mesopotamian mythology, we get like a ton of feminine energy in that. So it just depends on, again, what culture is writing about this. 
And again, I think all these stories tell of a couple of things. I think one of them is the fact that, A, we were visited by otherworldly beings, period, um, highly evolved. And then, B, that somehow, some weird way, we consciously agree as a collective and experience them. Um, I don't know how all that works. And I think that it can be and, by the way. I don't think it has to be or. Too many people try to say this happened or that happened. And I literally think that like, if you can think of the hypothesis, it can actually exist in some weird time or space. So um, that's just how I believe. But And I, Enoch, was blessing the Lord of Majesty and the King of the Ages, and lo... The watchers called me, Enoch the scribe, and said to me, Enoch, thou scribe of righteousness, go declare to the watchers of heaven who have left the high heaven, the holy eternal place, and have defiled themselves with women, and have done as the children of the earth do, and have taken unto themselves wives. Ye have wrought great destruction on the earth, and ye shall have no peace nor forgiveness of sin. And inasmuch as they delight themselves in their children, their unalivement of their beloved ones shall they see. And over the destruction of their children shall they lament and shall make supplication unto eternity, but mercy and peace shall ye not attain. So this is, you know, one of the lords, the Lord of Majesty, the King of Ages. We don't know what that was, but it was literally somebody that Enoch was talking with. Someone very, very, very powerful, right? I do not believe it was the most high spirit being the Brahman that the Hindu speaks of, the source that the Buddhist speaks of, uh, the quantum consciousness that we talk about here. Um, I don't believe it was that. I believe that this was... Um, a manifestation of that, a being that was created with the same energy, um, that has, you know, essentially free will or has a literal obligatory contract with the universe to manage all of these resources to terraform, to push evolution along to whatever you want to call it. Um, I have no idea. Guys, I don't even know how we're here. Like, think about the fact that you're here. What a miracle it is. Like, how are we here? How, how are you watching this? Like, what what a weird reality we live in. Like, it's just so freaking weird, guys. Um, I don't know. I think about it a lot. So, I hope you do, too. I hope you do. Um, Urban Floral says, Ancient astronaut theory is the obvious truth for those with ears to hear and eyes to see. I, I agree, absolutely. Um... Solo Dad says, I tried it with a very specific thing and it does work based on your honest faith. Yes, that's why faith is so so pushed in the message of Jesus. Again, you had other people's opinions that kind of turned it around and they made it faith on his person, his body, his likeness, not faith in the essence and the spirit and the consciousness of Christ. The Christ consciousness is the awareness of the Divine Father and the Divine Mother with you as the child. That literally allows you to become the Christ, become literally a part of the Christ. Not in a religious sense, but it's uh, the Christ means um, anointed. Uh, the Buddha means the awakened man. It's all the same type experience, right? Um, but we don't admit that within our religious traditions very often. So, 
So with this, you know, you have Enoch going up, um, and I've put him in the background today um, as our archetypal early, early astronaut. Um, so I want to ask the question now, um, because I'm going to do, this will be a bit of a shorter live stream today, and I'm going to try to do one this afternoon. I'm uploading some new videos to our course today. If you're interested in joining our community, the Cub Cooker Supernatural Patron tribe please consider it it's over at cubcooker.com it's only $19 a month uh, you immediately get access to our community we have a vibrant growing community we have people that have been in the community for over a year now um, it's very very well established and growing and uh, we've moved it to a brand new platform which is continuing to get worked on more and more every day how we interact with people it's a fantastic community c-u-b-k-u-k-e-r.com you can also upgrade to warrior status for just a little bit more a month and get access to over a year of my teachings where I literally walk you through metaphysics concepts. Um, if you're interested in being a professional practitioner of these things, um, I have a lot of like um, ethical business practice stuff in there as well as spiritual business practice stuff. Um, and even if you're not interested in going into it professionally, um, there's just tons and tons of stuff in there. Uh, from manifesting source of God channeling I've got a whole section on channeling in there it's really really some fantastic stuff if you're looking to go down the rabbit hole that combined with the community you can no longer get the course without the community so I highly recommend if you want the course upgrade uh, Brian yes I saw you Brian thank you I think I put a welcome post out for you if I didn't I will do that today thank you Brian for joining um, and so I'm just working on it, making it better and better. I want to have like the coolest, most inclusive um, ecosystem for people that like as soon as you join, you have a great welcoming committee there. You have um, all the resources you need. We've got a call on Saturday. We're going to have one tomorrow. One of our sisters in the community is actually going to read my natal charts um, and share some things. We're not going to make the whole episode about me. Uh, we want to talk amongst the community, but I'm really excited that uh, she's offered to do that. And then I'm going to start like once a month um, kind of partnering with people in the community to do the calls on Saturdays to share what um, what's actually going on in the community. We've got some people with some really powerful spiritual gifts that have been awakened through sharing them, through having a safe space to do that that are really starting to come online and that's what I want for you too. So I didn't just create it as a way to support me and take your money. I created it as a safe space to help put you in, put you with a fantastic community, to have more access to each other so that we can really work together going forward, develop spiritual gifts and work together as a collective. So that's what it is. It's a patron membership like nobody else has online and um, we do meditations in there weekly challenges all kinds of cool stuff so thank you sherry oh my gosh thank you for the super chat sherry god bless you my friend um i needed that today thank you thank you just the boost the energy thank you guys so much thank you for the super chats thank you guys for all the cowboy hats and cool stuff on tiktok thank you for the stars on facebook over here i really really appreciate you guys um so with that said um you know, I want to get into like, what is Enoch doing here? It Was he real? Um, is there like actual data to suggest he was real? Well, I think there's enough data across a lot of different cultures 
to suggest that there were probably ancient patriarchs, ancient ancient matriarchs, whatever. Uh, literally, some cultures these are feminine. Um, it's not the masculine; it's the feminine. So it, um, you know, kind of take it as you will. Uh, but the more you read, the more you understand. Like this, there's a power of seven, and you've got Adam, and then Enoch is the seventh from Adam, and so this is a very, very, very important like um, understanding. And I want to talk about this with the seven uh, seals in Revelation, which I did a whole video on the other day. If you did not watch that, highly recommend that. So in the epistle of the Hebrews, it says, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and he was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, uh, he had his testimony that he had pleased God. So translation, if you look into it, um, is really like you would take one language and translate it into another. The meaning is still there. The essence is still there. It's literally like he got a new body, a new suit, a new skin, a new being to live in, whatever you want to call it. That's why some cultures believe that he became an angel. He became Metatron. Um, there's a lot of cultures that believe that's what we become when we ascend to the next dimension. Um, that this kingdom of heaven is, is first off within. And if you don't access it within, then you're not worthy to walk into it and be planted in a glorified body. Um, the, and if you don't have that realization, that God realization, you go back on the karmic cycle and you got to go back into the lower realm where we're at here um, in 3D or even 4D because we have time here. So, um, but as you move into fifth dimension, sixth, even seventh, and I believe that's where Enoch was seventh. He was the seventh from Adam. He got to ascend, it says, into the heights of heaven, the highest heaven. Um, and really learn the mysteries, you know, whatever that is. So this really, again, to me, um, is a very, very important thing that he is seven, seven. Um, and I think that that actually stems from the weird thing that we have seven chakras. You have Adam, which is literally the root. Adam means of the earth, out of the earth. That's your root chakra, your tailbone. As you go all the way up, the heart seat. I mean, that's literally where Jesus sat, where the prophets and yogis sit. Um, then you have your throat chakra, your third eye. That's where a lot of the prophetic visions, John had prophetic visions, come from. But literally, the crown or the thousand-petal lotus, uh, the flame of the Holy Spirit, the halo, that's literally where your protection is, where your, your source emanates from. And you're an antenna to receive and send divine information that way and when you open that up you become Enoch and you're taken up into the mysteries and you're literally given mysteries so for some people it happens with visions and uh, out-of-body experiences some people it literally you just understand things you just look at the world and know what's going on you just look at your neighbor and know you're intuitive you like you're at the right place at the right time. I had a random meeting last night at, I was shopping for some sage in, in our natural store here. And, um, you know, a little smudge stick that I burn here in the studio, um, and met a random guy who's on a similar spiritual path and like looking to start a podcast and like, just weird. How is that even possible? Well, right before that meeting, um, I was running on the treadmill listening to uh, NACO and Medicine for the People. If you have not listened to him, 
his album Take Your Power Back is fantastic. And I literally think that's what this is talking about with Enoch. If he lived for real, if he's an archetype, great, that's awesome. If, it, if he never lived, I think the esoteric story is still there for us. And, and that's where um, I differ from a lot of people because it can be both for me. It really can. I don't, I don't know anything. I wasn't there. I can't prove that he existed. I can believe that it's totally possible he did, but my ultimate faith lies in the fact that I see that he's the seventh from Adam. Adam is that tailbone. Then you get the God of the flesh, which lives in the pelvis. Uh, then you move into the gut where you're in the wilderness and you're trying to figure things out. You ever had that gut feeling for a season of your life where you just feel like your stomach is falling out of your butt? Like you just have that empty like feeling. Um, and that's like, that's where that wilderness is, right? When the Israelites are wandering through the wilderness. So yes, I'm talking about Nako Bear. Absolutely. Angel Appleseed. Um, his actual band is called Nako and Medicine for the People. Uh, Nako Bear, he only has a couple albums on there. Nako and Medicine for the People, he's got a bunch of uh, albums. And Take Your Power Back is the most recent one. It's red. He's got his uh, face and tattoos on the front. So it's fantastic. Go listen to that. Um, it just... So anyway, I didn't even finish that. I'm listening to that and I'm running on the, the elliptical yesterday and I just had, there was one of the songs that activated me so deeply and I literally felt from my tailbone all the way up through me, I just felt this warm energy, like this light glowing up and I can get this more and more the more I focus on it and raise my vibration. I literally felt my whole body vibrating and I felt a literal halo above my head that was just flashing and emanating vapor energy just everywhere. Um, and I could tell I was on... I was on fire like literally I had lit up my cells in my body I was literally emanating that light within me and then I went to the store and this guy found me he noticed me and I said dude why did you like how did you see me and he's like dude I know my people and I was and he's like you know you're glowing like and I'm like that's exactly exactly so that's what that's what really really puts us in it so um, so the song, uh, Selfish Dreamer, um, the album is called Take Your Power Back. I don't know, everything on that album. The one that I heard while I was like kind of tripping out, like naturally just running on the elliptical. Um, let me go look up. Um, it was, da, 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 da. I'm trying to find it. There's a bunch of songs on this. Um, it may have been the song Take Your Power Back, actually, uh, which is song number 15 on the album. I'm not associated with him whatsoever. Um, and obviously I'm a Lily White boy, and he's writing about a lot of Native American things that have gone on in his life. And, of course, the horrible oppression that, that the indigenous people here have gone through. I talked about that yesterday, but again, I'm a supporter I'm a sympathizer in, in the fact that whatever I can, I mean, obviously I grew up middle-class America, white boy here, but uh, I don't think that that's any reason to not be able to promote and help and support and um, learn from the indigenous cultures because I think they, they own the land first. They uh, were here for, you know, eons before um, before we ever were. So, um, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm a big supporter of that. So hope you can enjoy it. And it, it awakens something in me, like maybe one karmic cycle. I don't know. I, 
again, I think we're all one and we're all imbued into different peoples at different times and places so that we can experience that point of view. And so if a music or a people or a culture or a practice awakens something in you, it's not by accident. And if it awakens something in me, I'm not stealing it. I'm not trying to appropriate it from my culture. I'm just trying to experience it authentically as myself, as my spirit self, not my flesh, but my truth within. And I think that that's a beautiful thing to do. That's just my opinion. Again, I know that can be a touchy subject um, as far as cultures go, but I literally see us all as one tribe. And I think that's one beautiful thing I see in Native American indigenous culture is they see us as one rainbow tribe on the earth. And like, that's what I think we are if we can get past, you know, this, this wall in front of us here. And I don't know, treat each other better and actually live with the earth and love one another. Also, another song on here is song number three called Slow Down. And guys, guys, oh my gosh. I was I was literally listening to it while I was driving yesterday, like driving slower because I was in a construction zone. People are honking at me. And I'm literally going under, you know, just under the speed limit, being safe. There's workers present. And it was just really obvious how people are in complete ignorance to the fact that there's human beings right there. And if you're speeding, you're putting their life in danger. Like... And I'm just flowing with everything. I could see the storms rolling in, and there was lightning in the distance, sun streaming through, the wind. There's workers out. You can just feel the heartbeat of our planet. Everything happening is the heartbeat. And, um, you know, uh, it's just everybody honking their horn and acting goofy. And, you know, for me, for me, I'd rather slow down and listen to the heartbeat. And that's the next chapter of my life, to slow down, listen to the heartbeat serve my community deeply, be super authentic, um, and just step into this. And I've got in my bio now, supernatural guide. That's what I am. I'm going to wear that proudly. I've been seeking for a long time. What is my actual like spot here? I don't have one discipline down a thousand percent. I'm not the guy that practices, you know, one kick a thousand times. I'm going to try every kick, every move, every whatever, and I'm going to become an expert on everything because I've experienced a little bit of everything. Um, and that doesn't make me an expert in one discipline. That makes me a knower of the bigger picture, the bigger mysteries. And that's, that's what I don't, I only have so much time on the planet and I could literally spend a lifetime going down the rabbit hole of Hinduism or Christianity or Buddhism or Gnosticism uh, Zoroastrianism, Native American, whatever. Um, I think the true religion is one of living with the land, living with people, living as one rainbow tribe. I think the indigenous people were probably closer than anyone has ever been throughout history. They were in direct communion with the Great Spirit. Um, it wasn't about a bunch of these individual um, things. Now they did have their totems. They did have, you know, star people and beings and stuff. But, um, for me, I, I just think it's more about that balance. And like, literally, if you were born in a cave and you never saw humanity, you never saw a black mirror or a computer or anything, you were never introduced to religion. I think you could have a completely natural, unaided spiritual experience with the divine spirit and know God directly. And I think that is the true religion. That That's what I want to get back to. That's what I want all of us to get back to. So um, I don't care if you use a smartphone or a computer or whatever. Engage in all of that. But even Jesus said, be in the world and not of the world. Like, let's do that. Like, interact with it. 
but you're not of the world. Like you're you're, you're not from around here, right? Uh, it's about harmony, Martin says. Absolutely. And that's why I talk about all these different potential realities vibrating and then you literally having the power to harmonize all of them and synchronize all of them through you, through your divine ascension protocol. That's kind of cool on camera. Uh, Rastafari is close, close. Um, yeah, I've studied a lot of that as well. They put um, they put some emphasis on some things, especially certain deities. Uh, not all of them, but some, especially the music. If you listen to the music, they put a lot on like the Old Testament God. Um, but again, if we can strip away the deities and all of that and put the source code, the God source in it, um, and I think a lot of them do, I just... Um, and probably the actual religion does. I'm, I'm just speaking from, again, a white boy that has listened to that music throughout his life and had friends that do. Um, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. So I probably need to study a whole lot more into the actual religion of it. I did go to a voodoo church when I was younger uh, that had some really interesting things. Um, again, I've, I've, I've looked at, I don't know, I've, I try to experience it all. So it, we are all one, absolutely. And that inherently is how I can, everything is Tao, absolutely. Um, that is how I can see this bigger picture. Again, I'm not an expert on Rastafarianism. I'm not an expert on Hinduism. I'm not an expert on Native American or Egyptology or anything like that. Uh, but I, I get pieces everywhere and I'm trying to construct a bigger picture for myself so I can understand the whole of how to conduct the self. And if I can learn how to conduct the self, I can help others. That's why I can be a supernatural guide. I'm very intuitive. Um, I know when the stars are either in alignment or out of alignment just from knowing. I don't even have to look at the charts. I was talking to a friend of ours who's an expert in reading charts. She's someone in our community, uh, a great member of our community. She knows literally all the data around it. I know nothing about it. And some of the things I was calling out just from intuition are literally perfectly backed up by by the actual charts right now and it's it's just weird it's just weird so uh yes happy i caught the live there you are dream star oracle so there you go yeah you'll go check her out she's gonna do uh a chart reading for me tomorrow in the live uh the live meetup it's not a live like this it's actually like a zoom style call um so i'm gonna give a lesson um like we normally do we'll have open chat then i'll do a lesson uh, then Ashley is a uh, dream star Oracle is going to read my chart. Um, I want you guys to see that are in the community. If you're not in the community, get in today. I'll welcome you over there and make sure you can join the call. If you can't join the call, it is recorded. So you'll get to see everything. You can comment afterwards. I'll see the comments. Um, we continue to interact long after the calls. So even if you can't watch them on Saturdays, you can catch up and be a part of it. And then we do meditations throughout the week and stuff like that. Um, I did like a meditation, like a philosophical meditation from the canyon the other day while I was biking. So we do a lot of cool stuff like that. Um, but anyway, I, so I'm just very intuitive. My intuition my whole life has always been right. It doesn't mean I've always made the right decision, but my intuition has always been right. Uh, I know exactly what to pray for. I know exactly what to pray against. I know exactly um, how I'm supposed to handle things, even if I'm not in agreement with it yet, I, I continue to learn. I get serendipities from everywhere. Um, I'm 
normally in tune with everything from the Zodiac to tarot cards to um, biblical scripture to, you know, whatever. Like, it, it's, it's all there. It's all weirdly connected. I mean, I'm looking at one thing right here. And that's why I call myself a supernatural guide. I'm not here to dictate anything. I'm not here to direct anyone. And I'm never going to tell anyone in the community, this is what you should do. But I'm going to say, here, here's how I would handle it. Here's how I've done it in the past. Chances are I've probably been through the exact same or similar situation you've been through or had someone close to me who has, and I know how to help. Now, in the past, I've given friends or family members advice. They've ignored it. They haven't taken it. They get five, six, seven years down the line. I was talking with a buddy the other day, and the advice I gave him at the time when he was going through a bunch of stuff in his life was don't over-spiritualize this. You need to... You need to move through this, experience it, allow yourself to grow, but quit over-spiritualizing it. Um, and that's a funny thing to say for somebody who's a supernatural guide, right? But I could tell at that point you're grasping for straws and meaning. And it's like you need to just, you need to ride this out, ride the wave right now, and then find the answers within it and quit trying to put them on it right now while you're in this heightened emotional state that you're not controlling. And I knew that was the answer, and I was able to speak with him the other day. Um, and I can tell that uh, whether it was my advice or not, he's ridden out the wave. He's gotten to a point in his life where things have balanced out. He does have meaning. He does have purpose and understanding. His life is in a better place now than it was then, um, even though he's been through a lot of hard stuff. So I would never say anyone's name, but uh, and I'm being very, very vague on the details, so nobody will figure out who that is. But um but again, it's, it's, there's an intuition there and people may not like what I say or what my, my, um, authentic antenna is on things, but it's because it's because I, my whole life, ever since I was born, I was supernatural. I've always been connected. Um, not in a way where I saw fairies floating around or anything like that. I'm not crazy. I'm just in tune. Um, and I always have been, again, I've not always made right decisions, um, but I've always been in tune in some way. People have always been attracted to my light. Uh, people have always wanted to use it and harvest that energy for their own selfish gain my whole life from uh, whether it was, you know, jobs, friends, family, whatever. Um, and that's not bad. Every job harvests your energy from you to go and make profit. That's just how it's done, right? Um, so I'm not blaming anyone for that at all. I'm just saying I finally, like the song said yesterday, I'm taking my power back in my own unique way. My story's different than the musician, obviously very different, but I'm taking my own power back in my own unique way, which is um, I have light to give and I'm going to choose how I give it, who I give it to. That's why we have the community. We don't throw pearls to swine. Um, that doesn't mean that if you watch the podcast, you're swine. It just, the people that really want like the deeper level of what we're doing, they join into the community and that's what it's there for. Um, and there's certain things we do in there. It's not that they're secret or behind closed doors. It's just, that's where the real spiritual work happens. If I do that live publicly on the air, it just gets glazed over. Um, and we don't get views and all of that stuff. And I have to keep, uh, the entertainment value going here. I have to keep the engagement going. Um, uh, but over there in the community, um, it's highly engaging and yes, it's entertaining because it's, everything is serendipitous over there. Everybody helps each other. Um, and I'm not a leader, I'm a guide and I just keep the energy managed within that 
literally people stream over there. Martin's been streaming over there. Ashley's been streaming over there. Annie streams over there. Um, I mean, everybody. It, it, there's Merle streams over there. We got a bunch of people that are not um, necessarily creating publicly, but they're creating privately within our group um, and sharing what's going on. And they felt uh, led and they felt the current to be able to share videos and live streams and stuff like that. Some of them have taken the steps to actually be public live content creators out there. And that's really, really cool, guys. So I love that. What I wanted to talk about is this poster that I have. Uh, it's by an artist in, I think it's the 30s or 40s, um, and I can't even remember his name. It's called The Land of Make-Believe. And there's all these serendipities in it, and literally all these things. And there's the, the great moo-moo bird is at the very top of it. And then on the side is the talking bird. And he looks just like the moo-moo bird, but the talking bird sits on the very edge of this poster, and he's squawking. Um, and that's me. I'm the talking bird. Great moo-moo bird is my father, right? Uh, my father in spirit and I'm just speaking I'm just speaking as I receive this stuff and I've gotten a lot of hate for it guys from people I know people that used to be friends and I say used to be friends because the way they've treated me they've traded the friendship card for the persecution card for the ignorance card for the card of um, I'm not gonna hear what you have to say I'm gonna defend my position and I'm gonna persecute you for it I'm gonna try to snake my way back in through text messages or photos. Remember when we were friends or whatever, like, and I'm not gonna do it. I have authority over who I give power to and I'm taking my power back and I'm giving it directly to my community and they give it to me. Um, and you guys are gonna do that too in these new timelines of your life, so. Uh, yes, thank you, Ashley, yes. Uh, it is, uh, Hess is his last name, what is it? Um, uh, Jaro Hess, that's his name. Boom, my brain worked for once, that's good. Jaro Hess is his name, and guys, go look it up, The Land of Make-Believe by Jaro Hess. This thing was hanging above my bed at my grandparents growing up, um, and I just absolutely loved it. And I didn't realize that the creator of The Simpsons had the same poster in his bedroom growing up, and he's created a new TV show basically, you know, kind of loosely based on the inspiration he got from that poster so um while i think the new tv show is called disenchanted i'm not sure uh you'll have to look it up but um the the creator of the simpsons um yeah had this poster as well so weird serendipities like literally you know and and you can look at that and go oh everybody had that poster no not everybody had this poster in fact most people i mention it to unless you're actually into spirituality you really don't have a clue Yet it's weird because like my grandparents had this poster for me, like one of the original prints from, you know, the 50s and 60s. Um, other people in the spiritual community oddly grew up with it too. And it's almost like there was a literal power imbued into this image that gave us the whimsy that we needed to move forward with our spiritual paths and practices. I'm talking about spiritual practitioners here, so... Um, Enoch scriptural, um, spent most of his time with Uriel, the angel, the knower of the stars. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And all of these things, I mean, you literally see in parts of the book of Enoch, the watchers are blamed for a lot of stuff. And then a lot of what Enoch learns is literally what they were teaching people. And it doesn't make any sense. So, um, uh, Aurora says what poster it's called the land of make believe by Jaro Hess. It's a beautiful image. Um, I would show it on here, but the green screen would just disappear with it. Um, 
and it's not my image it's copyrighted so i can't really just make it my background but it's it's amazing i'm looking at it and i need to get a new poster frame for it because the one i have is broken and it's sitting sideways um but i need to get it hung up right above me because it's such a beautiful image and it's so whimsical and it reminds us that everything's connected the pathway is always weaving there's different points in our life there's different creatures and entities all corners hiding in the trees living in the stars the moon has a face everything's esoteric in it so i just encourage you guys going forward as we read these scriptures you know yes these videos are titled um, enoch ancient astronaut and stuff i think all that's definitely possible i think yeah our planet these elohim these angels these watchers these gods were physical beings now that does not mean that i don't believe in a spirit god a spirit source a spirit father mother energy that's very very intelligent by the way but it's actually so much a part of us that we can actually wield with it we actually when we come into the will of god that means that we're actually perfectly in tuned and we can actually use that energy to create whatever we need for our timelines and for the timelines of others and literally be the creative force of god in this world like it's amazing um and so i definitely believe in in you know supreme being god if you will um but not like what you see with these ancient cultures the star beings the the founders of these different cultures and tribes um so when i say gods and people are like, there's only one god well you had one of the deities said he was the only god but then you've got a very quiet very true spirit that lives in, in and through all things. Uh, again, the Hindu call it Brahman. Jesus called it the Father. Um, and it's in and through all of us. The kingdom of that spirit entity is within you. It's within the quantum. It's within the actual uh, energetic and algorithmic agreements that are made within creation itself. That, by the way, we still don't know how we got here. We still don't know how we're manifest in all of this. And it's crazy so yeah source absolutely absolutely we are source and we are here to remind our brothers and sisters of who we are yes ashley amen so anyway you guys if you want to hear my chart reading tomorrow come over there we're gonna i'm gonna have ashley talk about how charts are important and if you want to learn more about yours um of course um you know maybe you can talk more to her if she's open to it but um really really come and check that out tomorrow because we're gonna see um, if you want to get to know me a lot better, a lot better, it's going to be a really, really beautiful time where uh, she's going to teach me probably a lot that I, you know, just want to hear the confirmation on because it's like I've seen it and heard it. But she's probably going to teach me a lot that um, I didn't know that's going to help me going forward um, for opportunities and stuff like that. So, um, so come and see that. Come experience like how this stuff has so much power. Um, and again, we're not going to make the whole episode about me. I'm going to give her, you know, a, a portion of the episode. I'm going to have my own lesson there. We're going to actually have discussion. We'll keep it about an hour. So come and join that. Um, and then, um, again, I'm going to partner with some of the other people that are creating in the group, you know, each month going forward to have their own session with me to help the group. I want to, I want people to start really, really activating like that. So, uh, you guys that are practicing spirituality, you know, we got like, um, that, that, that have their gifts coming online. We got, uh, Merle, Annie, um, of course, Ashley, um, Martin, I want to partner with him too in, in, in some of those Zooms as well. And if I didn't mention you, it doesn't mean 
I just didn't see your name is what it means. So, uh, but we actually have probably about a dozen people in there that are really active in creating that might be interested in that. So I want to start featuring more people going forward because that's what we are. We're a community. It's not just about me talking. I can do that here. Um, it's about us connecting deeper. So thank you guys. Thank you, Ashley. Uh, Ashley says, so excited. I'm also open, um, but just here and there. My first chart reading changed my life. Yes, absolutely. So, um, and then Ashley, you know, of course, tomorrow you do this professionally. So you're welcome to open that up to anyone that you feel comfortable with. So, um, as your time permits right now, obviously. So, uh, but anyway, I love you guys. Y'all have a beautiful day. Please consider joining Supernatural Patron Tribe. Supports my channel directly. Get access to the whole community live calls every weekend, live meditations, behind the scenes videos, 24 seven chat, off social media platform, no distractions over there, safe space to explore, to comment, to create, to ask questions, to literally just meet other people. I will personally welcome you over there today. Love you guys, look forward to meeting you over in the group. Thank you for being here, I'll see you this afternoon. We're gonna continue more in Enoch. And I'm actually going to talk about tools and technologies of spirituality that we can actually start using today in our lives this afternoon. So I love you guys. Join us. It's life-altering. Ashley says, yes, yes, it is. Love your YouTube channel. Uh, Minicon says, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, YouTube is slowly growing, slowly growing. Uh, but we are getting there. Thank you guys for the super chats. Uh, we are at 650,000 global um, followers, viewers, whatever you want to consider yourself here. I don't like calling it followers and call it audience members. Um, our audience is over 650,000 people now, probably more than that. There's a bunch of pieces I haven't accounted for, but, uh, really, really thankful for that. So, and those are individually unique people, uh, not double follows. So, wow. Wow, we're getting there. We're going to be at a million probably by this summer. So I'm really, really excited. But um, Jeremy says, false prophet here. Well, Jeremy, welcome. If you're a false prophet, then um, sorry to hear that. But, um, you know, at least you're honest about it. So anyway, love you guys. I hope you're having a beautiful day. And uh, just God bless you all. Be blessed by the supreme being, the supreme spirit of the universe that literally pervades through you right now. All you have to do is receive it. Have a God moment, uh, have a God realization moment. Your third eye opens, your crown starts emanating, start channeling that energy through you. Come and practice yoga, meditation, all of the metaphysics with us in the group. We'd love to have you over there. C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com, Cubacooker.com is my only website. That's where you can find the group over there. You can click on my profile picture down in the bio, uh, profile, description, comments, wherever you find my uh, official link from my official account. I'm verified on Instagram, Facebook, and then on TikTok, we have 250 some odd thousand followers. So you'll know that that one's legit over there. There's a lot of copycat accounts. So if they only have a couple of thousand followers, that is not me. We have a uh, quarter million followers over there. So anyway, thank you guys. And then Apple, Spotify too, you can listen. Uh, all the official socials are on cubcooker, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. If you're ever confused about, is this his podcast, is this, just go to cubcooker.com. At the very top, there's a pink banner that has every social media symbol that I'm active on. Um, 
right there at the top. All you have to do is click and then go over and follow on that platform. So love you guys. Namaste. God bless you all. I'll see you this afternoon. Y'all have a beautiful, beautiful day. God bless you. Peace.